Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. I'm Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Here's a pass to the line. Score! They have tied the game! A minute and 56 seconds. Three goals. Here's the third. Greer can't stop it. Is back there. He has played an eternity tonight for Edmonton. Here they come, the Oilers. It's dropped back for Bookberger. Shoots, scores! Bookberger! The Oilers win it! Well, speaking of comebacks, that's April 20th, 1997. Game three of a first-round series between the Oilers and the Dallas Stars. Dallas was up 3 nothing. Late in the third period, Doug Waite scored with four minutes left. Andre Kovalenko scored with two minutes and 16 seconds left. And Mike Greer scored with two minutes and four seconds left. So as you heard the great Bob Cole saying in that highlight recap, three goals in a minute 56, the Oilers went from likely going to lose the game to getting into overtime and then Kelly Bookberger with the famous overtime goal and what do you know Kelly Bookberger joins us now on Inside Sports. Kelly you're on with Reed how have you been sir? Good Reed how are you? Well I'm doing great it's always awesome to catch up with you I'm just gonna dive right in um, I mean you lived it but but hearing uh, a little bit of highlights there Bob Cole calling uh, that sequence and your winner what, what does that bring back for you? Well, it was an unreal moment for, I think, for all of us that were playing for the Oilers at that time. And uh, we had a very young team, and I think Ronnie Lowe was coaching us at that time. And and just to come back that quick and late in the game and then um, obviously winning in overtime, it, it really sparked our team. There's no question about that. Well, the importance of overtime, right? And, and Rob Brown and I have been talking about that, that this year of Oilers team hasn't been very good in overtime despite last night, 3-10 and 10 since 2017. But you guys had to win three overtime games against Dallas in that series. Yeah, it's, uh, it's unusual when things happen like that, but you never know. Like, uh, for example, we uh, I was with Lavelle, and uh, we are, we lost a game in overtime the other night, and they scored with two seconds left to tie the game, and they, they scored within three minutes of the of the game to win it. So who knows what's going to happen in overtime. Uh, obviously, you're very deflated after it. So Yeah. So I, I'm just wondering if you remember anything from that night, April 20th, 97. Uh, it, it was 2-0 Dallas after the first period. They did get a goal relatively late in the first. By the way, Kelly, I'm not going by memory. I had to look up the box score. <laughs> though, though I remember the comeback. I don't remember how Dallas got the lead. Neuendijk scored about halfway through the second period. So it's 3 nothing. I, I mean, I know athletes are wired to never give up. 
I also know that you're intelligent enough to know you, w- you wouldn't have been in a great situation. Like, was anything talked about that you remember after the second period on the, on the bench in the third? You know what I mean? I, I think it was pretty quiet. But what I do remember a little bit of even before that, that Cujo played unreal, made some huge saves for us that, uh, that it, would, it could have been way worse. And then uh, it, we just got those goals late and it just kept coming. And, uh, and when you have a young team that never gives up, you have a chance of winning those games in overtime. And uh, we got lucky and we got that one. There's no question about that. All right. nothing, nothing was really said between periods, uh, I don't think. Yeah. Well, I found that too, that the, the movie scenes of the coach uh, knocking over garbage cans or banging his head to a, into a pop machine, it's pretty much only in movies most of the time. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> Okay, so your game-winning goal, and I'm sure people remember it or they're going on YouTube right now to remind themselves, you kind of got that drop pass on the right side. You know, medium, maybe even mid-long-range wrister that that got through Andy Moog. And it's interesting last night because, you know, Hyman just took a shot, right? And and people were saying that before the game, just shoot, keep shooting at Corpus Were you shooting for a spot or were you shooting to hit the net? Do you remember? No, just actually, if you, if you look back at it, uh, Mike Greer did a great job of, of going through like a bypass screen at the same time. And uh, as I shot, which I didn't know he, he was doing. And, uh, and I think back then, if you went in the blue paint at all, there was no goal. So it was a little bit of uh, uh, Dallas, um, they wanted a, a re- review of the goal and stuff like that. But, uh, um, no, at that time, you just want to hit the net and, and uh, take traffic and everything to the net. Uh, to reference my, my colleague Rob Brown again, he uses the term belief a lot. Um, yeah. Then you guys had won the second game 4 nothing to tie it up. Uh, but when did you really feel you started to believe in that? Or maybe you had it going in. I don't know. But when did the belief really kick in in that series, do you think? I think we were just a young team that but had really strong goaltending, and uh, we really loved playing for Ron Lowe. And uh, I think if you look at our team, we were four lines pretty equal. Uh, there wasn't uh, – we well, the first line was Dougie Waite. There's no question about that. But then after that, everything was pretty much equal. And uh, we found a way that just um, – I think at times we were getting up to 90 hits a game. Um, on our opponents and uh, when you have that it wears on other teams and it gives you a chance to win and uh, like I said before we had strong goaltending and uh, that was the reason why we got through that series. Kelly Bookberger joining us tonight on Inside Sports of course former Edmonton Oiler talking about some of his uh, playoff heroics in 1997 and of course I want to ask you about what what went down last night because you're kind of in a unique position now as an, as, an, as an Oilers alum you know what it's like as a player but you probably have that fan hat uh, and some of those nerves as well how what were you thinking after the, the first period how much hope did you have last night well I'll tell you ciao. Uh, Charlie, the truth is, I was flying home from uh, Montreal. Oh so, wow! Uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't see any of the game. Um, I listened to it a little bit on the radio um, as we're coming in, and that's when uh, 
the Weathers had scored in overtime, but I, I didn't see anything because even though they have live TV on the planes, they didn't have uh, Sportsnet at that time. Well, that's hugely disappointing. But nonetheless, uh, when you heard Jack call the overtime goal and you were aware of sort of a, a 3 nothing down and a 4-3 down comeback, yeah. I mean, what, what goes through your mind when you hear the Oilers pulled that off? Well, first of all, I love to listen to Jack because he makes the game more exciting. There's no question on radio than it really is. And uh, he does an unreal job for the Oilers. And I, I just think that uh, the Oilers have a team that has a chance every night to win. Um, they've built this team to go for a long run in the playoffs. And uh, I really believe it, it, it's their time. And, um, you know, as alumni, we're hoping for them. And uh, we're obviously, we're, we watch the games. We pay attention to them. And I just think this is their time. Yeah. Well, it's the it's the best team in a long time if you look at the the regular season, and Ekholm and Bukestad at the deadline. Like I know Ekholm's the marquee guy, but I don't want to underscore what what Bukestad or underestimate what Bukestad has 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 done either. And that's got to be a boost for the players too, knowing that the GM and went out and got a couple guys you needed to fill some roles. Yeah, and they also got rid of some good players also. And, and when you, you know, when you're getting good players, you have to give some good players up at the same time. And uh, Barry was a big part of that hockey team. And I think when they traded him, he had 54 points or something like that. And uh, and he was a well-liked guy in the dressing room. But uh, then again, they're getting a, a stud of a defenseman and uh, and that is built to take, take it in the long run. But uh, I think... Uh, the coaching staff, the management team have done a great job building this team. And, uh, you know, as an, now an Edmontonian and raised my kids here and everything else, um, you know, they're the team that we uh, watch and, uh, and hope for. Okay, so I don't, I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you what goaltender you would start because that's not fair. <laughs> but I, you have been on coaching staffs. So tell me about the discussions that will take place uh, to to lead to to making a decision on the goaltender tomorrow. Well, I'm sure they'll talk to the goalie coach and see what their thoughts are on what he thinks would be do. But if I was to pick one, and I'm still coaching today, I probably I'd go back with Skinner. That would be my uh, my option. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be a fight. I'm going to get to some messages I've got on that <laughs> throughout the show tonight. I, th- I think there might be a few opinions out there in oil country. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you mentioned uh, you're with the Laval Rocket in the uh, AHL. And I, I know you guys, unfortunately, your season ended a couple days ago. But how did you enjoy the experience uh, there this year? And maybe uh, some players that uh, are building towards being NHLers pretty soon. Yeah, you know what? Uh, it, uh, I love being in the AHL. There's no question about it. Being with the kids and, and developing them, I and you see how much they grow throughout the year. And uh, with I, I went there because uh, JF Wool uh, was with uh, Bakersfield with the Oilers for years, and then uh, when he got the job, he asked me to come, and I said absolutely, I want to come and help you out and uh, and spending time with the kids. And there's a couple of really good young prospects that have a chance to. To make it, there's a defenseman, William Trudeau, that uh, played as a 20-year-old that led our D in scoring this year. So, And he's, uh, I think he's like 6'3". So he's got a chance. He's got good skills. He was a quarterback on our first power play unit. So uh, I think uh, he's got a chance to make it. And you never know after that. There's, um, there's a lot of turnover in the American League. As we all know, there's 10 new players every year. So... Um, we're going to go really young next year, and uh, hopefully we develop some players from Montreal. 
All right, that's uh, that's awesome stuff. So, so you're back in Edmonton for most of the summer now? Yeah, I'm back for the rest of the summer and then uh, play a little golf, hang out, and uh, I got uh, two grandkids and one on the way, so I'm spending a lot of time with them. Hey, Kelly, you just made a lot of fans feel really old that Kelly Bookberger has grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> are they that's hockey players? Old. <laughs> are they hockey players? How old are they? Oh, they're, they're just one's walking right now, so... Uh, oh, okay. But... Uh, We'll we'll see what happens. Uh, where do you like to golf, and are you any good? We I play at the Edmonton Country Club, and uh, I hack it around. But we we spend a lot of time out there. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, well, I've, hopefully you'll be around the rink during uh, the postseason, and we'll get to say hi. I always love talking to you. Thanks for your perspective on the current team, and for sharing some of those memories of '97 as well, Kelly. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Well, thanks for having me, and uh, we'll see you soon. Actually, my son and I are coming to the game tomorrow, so we'll see you in the press box. Oh, perfect. Right on. That is Kelly Bookberger checking in tonight, uh, former Edmonton Oiler, now an assistant coach with the Laval Rocket in the uh, AHL. Of course, he's been on the Oilers uh, staff, uh, coaching the WHL as well. It's a pleasure to talk to him. Good memories of that comeback in 97, and and as you heard, he's uh, pretty optimistic about the current team. Of course, tomorrow's game on 6.30, Chad, face-off show at 5 30 and the puck will drop uh well i guess it's 750 it's uh, 730 on a lot of schedules i think it'll be 750 technically by the time they get it down but anyway you know how it works we're also giving away tickets for that game chelsea's going to announce the winner tomorrow afternoon but you can hop onto the contest page on 630ched.com and nominate yourself or someone you know as an Edmonton Oilers super fan and tell us why they should be at the game tomorrow. So contest page, uh, 630shed.com, the super fan contest, and uh, nominate somebody. Chelsea on Ched has the winner tomorrow. Goaltending's a big decision, a big topic. I want to know what you're thinking. 780-496-0063. It's Inside Sports on Ched. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chan Inside Sports. 12 minutes left in the second period. Lightning leading the Maple Leafs 2-1. Leafs lead the series 2-1. Devils up 1-0 on the Rangers now after two periods. Later, Golden Knights at Jets. Avalanche at Kraken. Oilers home to the Kings tomorrow in Game 5. And they remember Game 6 is not until Saturday. An extended break in this series. The game time for Saturday is not yet announced. Kellen Kennedy down the hallway in the control room. Oh, hi, Kellen. Oh, hi, Reed. Oh, what'd you do last night, buddy? Oh, I just, uh, you know, kicked back with a few friends, uh, had a a few bevvies, and uh, watched the Oilers game at the uh, watch party. You went to the watch party. I did. And how was the experience for you? Uh, You know what? 
it was it felt like a home game like it was uh it it, it started off uh, you know like the, the tempo was high and that stuff and then we got down free and you could hear a pin drop i've been in buildings before where you know the the air has been you know pulled out of the building after something or an unfavorable result right and uh uh you know a completely different uh building during the second intermission uh you know a lot of celebratory a lot of okay we can do this and that stuff and then just uh a, a very nervous <laughs> a bunch of people that were uh, um you know around me in my section and that stuff for the third period and overtime but uh you know the boys got the job done and the uh ovation for both the Kane goal and then the Hyman goal uh, in overtime was uh, it was like a home game like and that was the loudest I've I've ever heard that building in person for anything so it was insane yeah. enjoyed it yeah, yeah uh, pretty uh, pretty awesome experience for sure okay seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three oh I got a DM uh, on Twitter as well mm-hmm. uh, oh where did it go now sorry uh, Kai says stay with Stuart Skinner my two cents soup is a closer okay. okay. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know if he means that Soup has to come in partway through games, or maybe he is will close out the series after right. the Oilers get the th- the third win. All right, so there's a vote for uh, for Skinner to go back in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and very mixed uh, results on the text line as well. We'll start with Greaser, who says he would absolutely start Campbell. It's crunch time. That's why we pay veterans. That's from Greaser. Sorry, he said Campbell. Yeah, he would okay. absolutely start Campbell. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Robbie says, play Campbell. Skinner could use a rest and then see what happens. Okay. Reed, uh, this is from Ken. He says, Reed, until Skinner gives you a reason not to play, you have to play the guy that got you there. If it goes sideways and they play Campbell, Campbell will be blamed. I realize we're only game five, but this is a pivotal game as well. This is a, this is a, a very interesting decision. And, this, and again, I, I don't mm-hmm. know... Well, again, if one guy goes in and plays poorly and uh, and gets pulled or the orders fall behind, then I guess it's a, a bad decision. I, I don't think, and, and me saying I, I would put Campbell in if it were me is is not a criticism of Skinner the, the way I'm feeling it because I, I, I think Skinner has had a good series. I think there has been, you know, one goal that was kind of a weak goal. Yes, there's been some other shots that, yeah, they're grade A chances. You'd like them to be stopped, and Corpusalo has faced more grade A chances and stopped more grade A chances as a result. But I didn't think the Oilers were down two games to one in the series before last night because of bad goaltending. I thought that they were down in the series because of uh, good goaltending by the Los Angeles Kings. But having said that, they got great coaltending last night from Jack Campbell. So I, I just wonder if you reward that and hope that you got some hot hot soup coming. You, you got a guy who's feeling good about himself, who wasn't feeling good most of the season, and you want to say, hey, you did the work, and uh, you've started in the play. Like, like, here's the thing. If, if this were the other way around, if it were the more experienced goalie who got pulled and the young guy won the game, I think for sure, in that case, you'd be going back to Campbell if the roles were reversed. But, you know, Campbell has played some playoff games, and he was, he was, and I'm not, of course, coaches don't make decisions based on contracts or how much money they make, but, I mean, he was signed because he's been there and because he's been a pretty good goalie. So do you say, okay, let's give him a chance to thrive. You know, he seized the moment last night 
uh, against the Kings. Let's give them a chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, again, more mixed results on the text line here. We've got an unknown text that says, not a chance you should start Campbell. Skinner hasn't even been close to blame for the losses. Amazing how people forget the stats this year on Campbell. Well, that's fair. I mean, what was it, 888 save percentage? Mm-hmm. That is fair. Uh, I got a message here from J.W. Campbell saved a game. Skinner saved the season. Have to show respect to the guy that took the starters role and ran with it. Skinner has a better track record recently. Yeah, that's all fair. Skinner had the better season. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely none. I'm just wondering when Campbell's feeling it, is it time time to let him see if he can really feel it for maybe uh, a few playoff games here? Because for most of the year, he clearly wasn't. R- really interesting discussion. There's nobody who's really said anything that I can uh, sit there and say, well, that doesn't make sense, or I, I feel like that's blatantly wrong. I mean, and look, hey, I, I think Skinner should win the Calder Trophy. So I, I absolutely recognize what he did all season. And uh, hey, if he plays tomorrow, I, again, I don't think that's a bad decision. I think he can handle it. We know he's very strong mentally, and he's poised to bounce back. Morning skate's going to be fun. Tampa Bay just scored again. 3-1, they lead Toronto. 8-29 left in the second period. Who would Kelly Rudy put in goal? The former goaltender. I'm going to ask him coming up. 